Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. It's been a bit. It's been just a little bit. Uh... (laughs) How was your uh, How was your Fourth of July weekend? Oh, it was good. Uh, let's see. Did I do anything? Well, okay. So the last time we we recorded would have been my birthday. Mm-hmm. So that night I was gonna go to the casino, and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I did okay. Um, I didn't come out ahead or behind. I just came out even, so that was okay. That is, like, um, amazing right there. It is the best outcome that you could have. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, well, b- besides winning a million dollars. Right. But, right. yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, it's just been work. That's all I ever do anymore. Um, I did see a couple movies, though. Which movies did you see? Well, um, okay. So, I watched... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and I watched, uh, I always want to say Girls Trip, but that's not right. Um, Joyride? Joyride, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Did you watch any of them from uh, our last one? So, like, uh, well, okay, so yeah, Indiana Jones, uh, Ruby Gilman, Nimona. Uh, I didn't watch any Rudy Gilman. I did not watch Ramona, or or Nimona, sorry. You didn't watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? What? I didn't know. <laughs> Ramona Flowers. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but, okay. yeah. How was... Okay. I guess first things first. How was Joyride? Joyride? Okay. Um, it was very by the books. Um, just a normal, just kind of comedy. Uh, well like trip uh going out going like friends going on on a trip there's trouble along the way uh they become better friends in the long end um but yeah it was good i i thoroughly i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was hilarious um a little cringy at times um, if you can get through that, then I think you might enjoy it. But if you can't get through the cringe, then this might not be for you. So don't go see it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you. For you, right, yes. Right. <laughs> Since you're not big on cringe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, how was Dial of Destiny? It, okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was the most like the original three Mm -hmm. um of them i guess i guess i could okay so crystal skull was kind of like it in parts but not all the way through but this was most like him all the way through um i like old man indy i thought he was fantastic um the addition of his granddaughter was or goddaughter i should say actually not granddaughter 
Uh, she was fantastic. Um, if she actually is taking the helm, I think, I think it would be a good idea. Um, I thought that they ended his story on a good note. Um, I really don't have a lot of negative to say about it. I thought it was a well-rounded good movie. Oh, very nice. I like it. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you didn't watch anything? Uh, I actually did. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, okay. No. So, uh, over the weekend I did go up to the lake. Okay. You know, watched some fireworks, got bit by mosquitoes, got sunburned, all that fun stuff. As one does, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a fun time up north. But, uh, yeah, then when we got home, we actually uh, sat and watched uh, Nimona since it was on Netflix. Oh, okay. How was it? Uh, I liked it. I mean, there, there were some... Okay. There were some parts that were a little slow, I guess. Okay. But all in all, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was a nice kind of like... Um, uh, how should I say it? It's kind of like a people being treated like outsiders and you know being treated different uh but just kind of learning to accept themselves and love who they are and you know just be good people sure okay i don't know i and there's some good action scenes in there too <laughs> excellent okay <laughs> yeah i mean there is there is uh, quite a few things that namona like does with shape-shifting that you know, there, there was some comedy, there was some action, there was some good stuff going on there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So you would recommend it then? Mm-hmm. I, I would. Okay, cool. All right. I, w- I think I might have to check that one out. I've been wanting... I, I've been thinking about wanting to watch that one, but I just wasn't sure I wanted to hear from somebody else, and I think you cemented it for me, so... I'm glad to hear I'll, that. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, that helps to uh, clean up your thoughts on watching it. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Do you get it? Wait, what? Clean oh gosh! Clean. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> but I also love you. <laughs> uh, that was a good one too. Yep. Uh, so basically, going into our movie news here. Uh, talking about Barney and the new movie that will be coming out from, uh, uh, why can I never remember his name? David, right? David, uh, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Why was I thinking David? Daniel Kaluuya. It's a name that starts with a D. Uh, (laughs) uh, but we've talked about it before where he is going to be starring in a movie, a Barney movie that will be coming from Mattel. Okay. But apparently it will be an adult-oriented A24 type project. <laughs> I think we've kind of talked about it before that they were going to be more adult-oriented, but we got a little bit more idea on what they mean by that. <laughs> okay, I gotta hear this. <laughs> so it does say that the feature will be surrealistic in the vein of films by Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones. Okay. Uh, and that there will be leaning into the millennial angst of the property rather than the fine-tuning then rather than fine-tuning this for kids it's really a play for adults not that it's r-rated but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being 30 something growing up with barney just the level of disenchantment within the generation 
Oh, okay. All right. So, it, it, I don't know. So they're kind of going the route of, like, you kind of fell out of it, but you're kind of finding your way back into it. <clears throat> finding your way into loving something again, I guess, in a way. Possibly, yeah. 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 But, like, yeah, and, you know, just kind of growing up with Barney and, and Bebop? Or Baby Bop? Baby Bop, yep. Baby Bop, yeah. Well, I'm surprised I still know that. And the yellow one was... I think that was Baby Bop, wasn't it? No, Baby Bop was the green one. That was Baby Bop, and then it was, uh... I can see him. I don't remember. BJ. Okay. So basically, there's Barney, there's Mm -hmm. Baby Bop, who is a good friend of Barney's, and is the younger sister of BJ. Okay. (laughs) And then I guess they added in another one later on, an orange one called Riff. Oh. Who is their cousin. Oh, okay. That was way after my time. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, going surrealistic. Will this be Barney starting to appear to 30-somethings? Because, you know, Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. I wonder if it'll be like like the main character being in real real world situations. But then, like, he'll see Barney off in his imagination and be like, but kid, but like you need to do it this way, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because Barney like, is a dinosaur from our imagination, and when he's tall, he's what we call a dinosaur sensation. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading the lyrics. That's all I'm doing. But if we take the lyrics and we kind of spin it into this this movie that they're yeah. they're pitching, yeah. Huh? You know, basically, like, I can I can kind of see it right now. Like, Daniel Kaluuya's character uh, is, like, packing or unpacking or something. And then he finds his old Barney from when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then he either starts dreaming or something happens where Barney comes to life. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they go on all sorts of, not necessarily adventures, but... You know, kind of like what they did in the show. You know, where they would go and look at... Or they would go on a camping adventure. But it was all within the classroom. Uh-huh. And you know, where uh-huh. where the ants go marching one by one. Hurrah. 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 <laughs> okay, the more the more I talk about this, the more it's like... I, I want to see this just trip of a movie. <laughs> Like, if they do it right, and they don't take themselves seriously, I think it could be a lot of fun. With how much word of mouth and just how much press Barbie is getting, and with how little that they kind of, how little seriously they take themselves, I guess, mm-hmm. with that movie, I can see it happening. They don't I, have I, a clue. Most definitely. Oh. Uh. I guess we'll just have to see once we see a trailer. But exactly, exactly. Ah, uh, this is, oof. Ah, uh, hmm. This will be interesting to watch and see guess, kind of how everything yeah. develops. I, 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 I guess Barbie will be the real true test to see if I guess if Barbie would be like I guess we'll just have to see if Barbie will be good, mm-hmm. and then if Barbie's good, then Barney could possibly be good. I mean. I did- we, I did see it as well. 
mm-hmm. that there have been uh, 20,000 specifically double feature tickets sold for Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yep. <laughs> yep, Barbieheimer. <laughs> Where basically, I'm guessing it's going to be almost like a like a grindhouse kind of feeling mm-hmm. where first they first they have you know one of the movies and then they have like a little intermission and then they go right into the other movie yeah, but that was my plan i plan on watching barbie and then watching oppenheimer it's gonna be a long night but oh i would i would go the <laughs> other way man i would go the other way uh do i want do i want to do that though i, I you want to end the night with the uh i am become death destroyer of worlds uh, or do you want to end true. with, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Ah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, the only, that's my only reasoning for when I go to see him. I, it's going to be Oppenheimer and then Barbie. I could see that. But um, we're also having like a big employee party that night Ooh, yeah. for Barbie. And the employees are going to want to watch Barbie. So <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be forced to watch that one first. But we'll see. I'll see do you. a triple feature. <laughs> Just do a Barbie sandwich. Ooh, okay. With a nice nuclear explosion in the middle. <laughs> wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, going from uh, Mattel with Barbie and Barney. Ah, there we go. Barbie and Barney. And kind of staying within the, I guess you could say, children's-ish section of stuff. Apparently... We're getting some new Narnia movies. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And also speaking of Barbie, Greta Gerwig is going to be writing and directing them. Hmm. Okay. And they're going to be coming to Netflix. Okay. So I know we had the the movies years ago now. Oh boy, when was that? That was a while ago. That was like 2003, Nine? 2004? Aha, uh-huh, 2005. <laughs> Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was 2005. With Tilda Swinton and Georgia Henley and William Mosley and uh, Skandar Keynes and Anna Popplewell and James McAvoy. And mm-hmm. That's right. James McAvoy was in it, wasn't he? He was Mr. Tumnus. He was. And that was 2005, mm-hmm. which was two years after he was in Children of Dune. He was in Band of Brothers? Was he? Apparently. Huh. It must have been, been one, of the, like, the, one of the you know few line characters yeah because yeah 2005 he was mr tumnus okay and then 2008 he was a wesley in wanted mm-hmm. Great i guess 2006 movie. he was in the last king of scotland oh yeah with uh um what's his face um forrest whitaker thank you yes i got you i got you and then it wasn't until 2011 is when first class came out wow and then wow yeah, so now we got a new, uh, sorry, now we got a new uh, crack at it, because, you know, I don't even remember. It was The Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe. And then it was uh, the one with the the, the prince, Prince Caspian. Was Prince Caspian the second one? I believe so, because then three was the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Right, okay, and then they stopped. Yep. That's right, that's right. So, with this new adaptation, are they going to be starting from the beginning again? I believe so. So, with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? I, I would have to think so. Okay. Just because, like, I mean, the 
The last one came out in 2010, so it's been 13 years, and Greta Gerwig is signed on to do two movies. Okay, so we have to see Aslan get 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 shamed again. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be uh, that. I hate that scene so much. And murdered. Yep. Don't forget murdered before he rises again. That's right. Wait, spoilers. Wait, what Christian allegory? What? <laughs> I am the all-knowing and all-seeing Aslan. Oh, I died. Oh, I'm back. What? <laughs> Sorry. I really, I really like that first movie. Yeah. No, the the first movie was great, and then I didn't watch the second one. Yeah. And then and nobody watched the third one. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people saw that second one, and I don't think a lot of people liked it. So then when Don Treader came out, then nobody went to go see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me just kind of double check this here quickly. Okay. Okay. I should have just read further into the article. So basically they're, they were talking about how the fantasy series has been adapted numerous times in the past, including as an animated miniseries in 1979 and more recently as a series of movies beginning with 2005's The Lion, Witch, The Wardrobe, uh, directed by Andrew Adamson. There were plans for a fourth movie, The Silver Chair, to come out, and it even had Joe Johnston attached as a director, but production company Walden Media let its rights to The Chronicles of Narnia lapse in 2018, and Netflix snatched them up to spearhead this current adaptation initiative. Okay. But it does say that they do have you know, multiple movies and TV shows that they're planning on bringing forward with this, and so... It's unclear which Narnia story Netflix will choose to adapt first. Okay. Whether it will be the movie or whether it will be like a TV series to kind of be able to let the story breathe a little bit. Okay. I guess there's stories in Narnia before The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We'll have to see how it goes. Like like prequel kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah. We'll We'll have to see how how all of this goes but uh speaking of entering different worlds ah eh? Eh, you like that one yeah good stuff we have news on tron 3 this is the one that as of right now has jared leto starring yeah uh <laughs> and they're if, if, i'm guessing it looks like they're as of right now they're calling it tron aries okay uh we have news of another casting Ooh, okay Old school Quicksilver himself, Evan Peters. I'm good with that. Let's just get rid of Jared Leto. Right. So, uh, <laughs> basically, I, I don't know if this will have any real connection with Tron or Tron 2. Tron Legacy, sorry. Mm-hmm. Tron Legacy was so good. It was. It was. Uh, just people just didn't go see it. Or people that saw it were just like, oh, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So that was unfortunate. Um, the oh, yeah. aging of Jeff Bridges was just too weird. <laughs> it was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie, but I could get over it. But you know what? The the de aging in Indiana Jones was fantastic. So they've come a long way. So huh. uh, that did take over a hundred VFX artists to de age him. <laughs> oh really? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I just I just read that today. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so as of right now, we have Jared Leto and Evan Peters. Uh, I have no idea where they are going to be taking this story from here. I have no idea. I wonder if 
didn't Jeff Bridges' character have a kid in... Oh, no, that was... Uh, that was... What's-his-face from the other movie? <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know anymore. Never mind. <laughs> My whole idea just went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Garrett Hedlund was Sam yep. Flynn. That's right. It was like, he did have a son. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has he really done anything recently? Garrett Hedlund? Uh... I guess he was in Yellowstone here. Or Yellowstone, yeah. the prequel one. Mm-hmm. And he's in the film The Tudor. Ooh. Mm-hmm. almost sounds like... T- uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see how all of that goes. Uh, sounds I don't know. good. I don't know. Uh, I have to I have to wait to see more information before I make any decisions. Uh, we need more information. We need a trailer. We need... Uh, yeah. We need exactly. a lot more. Exactly. Uh, but we do have some news on another sequel that is, I guess, possibly very only loosely related to the original ones. Okay. And that is the new Alien movie. Ooh, okay. It has wrapped filming. <gasps> Ooh. So the working title is Alien Romulus. Okay. And uh, it looks like Fede Alvarez is done shooting it. Okay. And then, so yeah, July, I guess July 4th, on his Instagram, he said, time for a celebratory c- cigar, it's a wrap. Hmm. Let me see if I can view the full post on Instagram. Oh yeah, so he's just basically sitting on the doorway to his trailer. Okay. But yeah, they've, they've wrapped uh, principal photography for a new Alien movie set to release August of 2024. That's super cool. Okay. Very intrigued by this. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so we don't really know too much about any of the plot or anything like yet, like that. But we're guessing that uh, Alvarez is going to be posting little snippets here and there to keep people's interest. And he's really good with the horror. I mean, he he put out the new or he put out the new Evil Dead. Well, not mm. the new new one, but the one that came out in what 2015. Something like that, yeah. And then uh, Don't Breathe. Yep. Yep. So he can do horror. So I think I think Alien is in good hands. And it's also being produced by Ridley Scott. Oh, even better. So that should be interesting. Uh, you'll have to let me know how it is. <laughs> That's right, because you won't go see it. Although I did go see um, what Alien was it? Covenant. Yeah, yeah. The Which, one that after. That surprises me. The one, the one that was right after um, Prometheus. 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 <laughs> uh yeah i did see covenant okay but did you like that one yeah, it was pretty good it was pretty good okay <laughs> uh, i don't know uh i really have oh boy i really have no uh segue to this next one uh <laughs> i got i got nothing man i, I have nothing <laughs> i don't either so it's okay there we go but basically uh we got some uh some news with a complete unknown, which is the uh, biopic for Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Bob Dylan gave Timothy Chalamet notes on, you know, what it was like growing up, and what James Mangold said, who is directing this, mm-hmm. is that it's not going to be like a lifelong biopic. It's going to be a very set time biopic kind of thing, so, where it okay. will be when bob dylan basically 
comes from Minnesota and to New York and then in the early 60s and it's going to be more of an ensemble thing rather than an actual like Bob Dylan biopic. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And it it's basically, you know, Bob Dylan, Timothy Chalamet goes from Minnesota to New York to meet up with Woody Guthrie, who is in the hospital and dying of a nerve disease. Mm-hmm. And then that's where he meets Pete Seeger, who was like a son to Woody and... Pete starts setting Bob Dylan up at local clubs where you meet Joan Baez uh, and then all the other people who are part of this world and then it's just kind of how Bob Dylan kind of took the whole folk folk scene Mm -hmm. and turned it on its head with the way that he wrote and performed music. Oh wow, okay. I like it, okay. So it should be be interesting to see. I've never been like the biggest Bob Dylan fan, like I know of his music, so this this will probably it's gonna make Bob Dylan become famous if it's, I mean, even more famous than he already is. It's gonna shine a light onto his music for those that might not have exactly heard of him right. or heard his music before. Exactly, just like with like Queen, like obviously Queen is. A very popular rock band but after that movie came out that music became more and more popular mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I hear you I hear you yeah or same with like uh, Elton John and Rocketman it should be interesting to see here it should be interesting to see like what kind of what kind of music starts picking up I guess mm-hmm. and if people start learning stuff like Mr. Tambourine Man is a Bob Dylan song. It's a good song. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like this movie, like you said, will bring Bob Dylan's musicography, mm-hmm. or discography, I guess, to a whole new set of people that might not have heard it uh, when it, or might not have known about it beforehand. There we go. Oh, right, exactly. Or even, too, like, people might want to come and visit Minnesota, too, and see some places that he was at and where things were created and and things like that. Possible. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we have uh, Timothy Chalamet, we got Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, we've got one of the, uh, one of the Fanning sisters, Elle Fanning, Boyd Hallbrook, Nick Offerman is in there. Yeah, yep. It should be pretty interesting to see. I like it. What also should be pretty interesting to see mm-hmm. is our new Clark Kent and Lois Lane for the DC Universe. That's right. I gotta look at this. <laughs> so James Gunn uh, has cast Superman and Lois Lane for Superman Legacy, which is the one that James Gunn himself is working on. Right. And that is going to be David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan. Aren't they the two that are playing um, Clark Kent and Lois in uh, Clark and Lois and or Clark and Lois? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Uh, basically, David Cornsweet uh, was the projectionist in Pearl. Okay. And then, like, that's one of the big things that he's known for. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel Brosnahan uh, was. Rachel Posner in House of Cards uh, was Miriam Maisel in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. 
Uh, let's see here. And other than that, not too, not too much else that most people would know of as far as I know. Oh, she was also in The Finest Hours with Chris Pine and Casey Affleck and Ben Foster. Oh, uh, yes, 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 and yes. Eric Bana. That was a good movie. Yeah, apparently she was uh, B. Hansen. Hmm, okay. In that movie, if you remember that movie. So I remember the movie, but not the character, but all right. So that is our new Superman and Lois. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, obviously they must have really impressed James Gunn with their auditions. I must have. Because, I mean, they were they were up against people like Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. I know is, is one person that we were specifically talking about who was going to be, uh, at least uh, had his name in the in the bowl. Nicholas Holt is Superman, or Clark. I'm trying to picture that. I could see it. Now picture this. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. I, I could see that, too. Pulls a James McAvoy and shaves his head. Yes. And then James Gunn is like, Oh, we didn't need you to shave your head there, bud. <laughs> we actually need you to, to have hair on this one. Well, we appreciate you going the extra mile. Right. So, uh, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense mm. to kind of go with more people that not a lot of people know about or like have seen before in other roles just mm-hmm. to kind of give them more of a of a bank blank slate to become superman and lois in people's minds right we'll have to see how it goes but also too you gotta look at it that these are also big well-known characters that you would think that they would also kind of want to have somebody with some type of a name attached to it so that that way the character i shouldn't say tarnished but like they shouldn't throw all all of their cards onto onto two no-name people you know if you know what i mean like they like they're putting all of their eggs into one basket but so i can I, understand I hear you. why they are i hear you mm-hmm. but i raise you okay henry cavill that's true christopher reeves Sure. Because before, before Man of Steel, mm-hmm. what was he in? He was in the, the 2011 Immortals as True. Theseus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in 38 episodes of The Tudors. Right. Uh, Stardust, Red Riding Hood. He was Mike in Hellraiser, Hellworld. <laughs> and I mean, other than that, not a lot of stuff. Guess if you even want to go even more, you could even say Brandon Routh too. I mean, you really mm-hmm. didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, when Michael Keaton was uh, put in as Batman, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Well, why are you doing that? Why? Why are you the right. the comedy guy?" Like, right. So, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think, well, I, I know I said Christopher Reeves too, but he was he was very much a a scrawny, basically no name, I believe before mm-hmm. he was cast as superman right so we'll have to we'll have to see how this all goes Ooh, an even greater example but a villain would be heath ledger as the joker nobody there you go. everybody didn't every, everybody was up in arms about heath ledger playing joker everybody was like no he can't play him and then and then they saw footage and they're like oh my god this is great Mm-hmm. And then, and then he died. 
That is true. That is true. So I get it. I, I get what you're saying. So here's this as well. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves as Superman. Who played Lex Luthor? Gene Hackman. Well-known actor Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Now you have David Cornsweet, who is not really a household name, and you have Nicholas Holt. Uh, yeah. Who has been very much rising the rising the ladder in, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. what with you know the X Men series and Mad Max, and oh, yeah. you know going back to Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's starting to become more of a household name. Right. Yes, and people he is. are more recognizing him. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see. Well, we don't have any confirmation that Nicholas Holt has been chosen as Lex Luthor. This is mm-hmm. just kind of putting it out into the universe. It's just a speculation. There you go. There you go. Yes. So, <laughs> we'll have to see how it all goes. Um, oh, one other example. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like the Australian. <laughs> I used to tall to play Wolverine. He's gonna be horrible as Wolverine. And then he he was Wolverine for what, almost twenty years before Logan kind of uh put an right. end to that? Yep. And now we have Hugh Jackman back in Deadpool three as Wolverine. Yes we do. <laughs> and there is a new image of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman walking together. Mm-hmm. Uh, in costume as Deadpool and Wolverine, which, wow, okay, um, basically just ripping it right from the comics. Yes, they're going full yellow, and I love it. Hugh Jackman has the full yellow Wolverine suit with the blue accents. Sure does. But no mask though. No mask. Deadpool has a brighter red uniform, or uh, looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not so much more. It's not so much blood red. It's more. It's more comic accurate red, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. I did forget to put this in here too, but going mm-hmm. along with Deadpool three, uh, we have a reported confirmation of somebody else coming back to their role for Deadpool three. Okay. Uh, starred opposite Ben Affleck on Daredevil. Really. Jennifer Garner is reportedly confirmed to come back as Elektra for Deadpool really? 3. Wow. She hated doing that role, too. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, like, I know she really didn't like... Well, did she hate the role in Daredevil, or did she hate the role in her she own movie? Liked, she liked her role in Daredevil. She hated that she had that she was contractually obligated to do Elektra. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Deadpool 3, we've got Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine in his comic-accurate yellow and blue uh, outfit. And then reported confirmation of Jennifer Garner back as Elektra in Deadpool 3. So that image that is in the article mm-hmm. of just Deadpool and Wolverine walking together, I would love to know what they're saying to each other as they're walking. Right. You got us into this, you butthead. Trying to be PG. <laughs> All right, bub. Yep. You shut up, bub. <laughs> uh... Before before I cut off that mouth. <laughs> they already tried to do that. Ooh, I wouldn't do that. Yep. <laughs> Didn't really work out for the last company that tried. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that it'll be it'll be interesting to see yeah, how this all goes. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, that being said, that's the end of our movie news. Travis, did you have anything you want to say about the movie news? Uh, I've got nothing about the movie news. Okay, then I think we're done with the movie news. <laughs> Should we move on from the, from the movie news? All right, movie trailers. Movie trailers. But yeah, so our our first movie trailer that we have is another biopic. And this one is Bob Marley, One Love, which I did not know that there was so much controversy going on around him. Yeah, I didn't either. Where basically, like, you know, he kind of starts up his music and starts doing all of that. And then somebody tries to, what, kill him and his wife and his family? Yeah, yeah, it seemed like there was a hit that went on for him and his wife and family. And then uh it was like right before he's about to put on this big concert like free concert or whatever free love yeah 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 which i i knew about that concert but i guess i didn't know a whole lot about it so this this movie should be quite interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i don't know how accurate it's going to be right how historically accurate it's going to be but Mm -hmm. i mean you're going to get Bob Marley music. You're going to get some action in there because of the whole hit on his family. Right. And just kind of the the turmoil that was happening all around him in his country, mm-hmm. you know, in his home country. Right. I don't know. We'll have to... Uh, that was that was just a teaser trailer. So we'll right. have to see more as it comes out. I'm not, not yet fully convinced about this one. Yeah, I'm not 100% convinced either, but... Um... I've always liked his music to mm-hmm. some extent, so uh, I'm down to see more once there is more. So, heck yeah, let's bring it on. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes me happy to hear. Segway. To our next trailer, which is Happiness for Beginners. Uh, this is going to be a meet cute rom-com. I think it's going to be the best way to kind of explain this one. <laughs> right. Uh, it has Aaron from The Office. <laughs> it sure does, right? And then, uh, what was it? Happiness for Beginners. And Luke Grimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ellie, Ellie Kemper, Luke Grimes. Uh, basically, Ellie Kemper's Helen, it looks like, gets divorced from her husband. And so kind of goes on this like whole self-exploration thing where she goes on a hiking expedition through the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, the try to find herself and figure out what she's going to do next and all this and that sort of situation. Except on this uh, little excursion, in her group, is her little brother's best friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I said, meet cute rom-com. I mean, can you think of a better way to... to... No, that's pretty... That is spot on. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how this one all goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could watch a whole movie with the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but uh, we'll see. Oh, it was the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because even her character in The Office was a little much. <laughs> yeah. But some days I liked her, some days I didn't, so we'll see. But she was also Phyllis in the Lego Batman movie. She sure was. <laughs> uh... But yeah, this will be coming out July 27th, so pretty soon, over on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, going from that one to another, well, I guess you could 
kind of say that one is a kind of a bit of a comedy. I mean, it's it's a rom- yeah rom com. Going mm-hmm. to another comedy that's coming out, Corner Office. I guess I don't know if I would necessarily call this a comedy, but it has very comedic moments. It, it most definitely. Um, I would almost say this is almost in the realm of like horror office space. A little bit, yeah, yeah. And it's instead like, of a stapler, it's a uh, it's a room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I believe you have my my room. Yep. <laughs> I was told I could go to my room. It's for no thought. No thought. No thought. <laughs> oh. It's pretty good if I don't get my red paper, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. And I think John Hamm is going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> so this one has... This one has, has John Hamm, uh, Danny mm-hmm. Pudi, mm-hmm. and a few other people. <laughs> uh... This one looks weird. It does look weird, but I'm for weird. And I'm for this movie. I think this looks good. Um, I I couldn't tell what it was trying to be, if it was trying to be serious or if it was trying to be funny. Because, like, yes. I found myself laughing, but, like, yeah. was I supposed to laugh? <laughs> so, from, from what I can tell from the trailer, basically, John Hamm is, like, this bureaucrat in this very kind of dystopian kind of world i guess i guess you could say that yeah and you know basically he's going from this gray office building to gray office building and Mm -hmm. he's very much the you know if you if you go to work and you do your best you know do what's expected of you and then go above and beyond you'll be rewarded and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm going to make them like me with uh, just extreme, and uh, just I'm going to smile the biggest at everyone kind of vibe, right? But then he finds out that there is a room in this office building that is not this gray drab kind of place, and it's all like basically '70s mm-hmm. kind of wood paneling and Art Deco chairs and record player and all that kind of stuff. But nobody else knows about this room. Just look at the way I stand in this room. <laughs> and it's almost like in some scenes, he's just basically standing against the wall. Yeah. And people are like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, do, do you not see the room here? <laughs> it, it's a very, I know we've used it a couple of times already here, but it feels very surreal. Mm-hmm. Like a surreal, like a sur- surreal comedy. But it, I, I guess I, I guess we would have to see more of it to really know if we want to watch it or not. But off mm. of what this, off of this, I guess, teaser trailer, I think this looks good. It does. It does. Yeah. And it'll be coming out August 4th. Perfect. Okay. In theaters or just Netflix? Uh, in theaters, on digital, and on demand on August 4th. Perfect. Okay. So it sounds cool. like it'll be a limited release in theaters. But then at okay. the same time, it'll be released uh, on demand and on digital. So I don't know if it'll be released to Netflix, to uh, Max, to mm-hmm. Peacock. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that one is Corner Office, August 4th, coming out okay. here. Going to our next uh, next trailer, getting a lot more bleak, <laughs> is Killers of the Flower Moon. This is... Oh, boy. This is the one with uh, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, directed by Martin Scorsese. 
uh, set in the 20s, mm-hmm. uh, where basically the little synopsis that they have here is me- members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. Hmm, okay. Coincidentally enough, Leonardo DiCaprio played J. Edgar Hoover. He did. He did. Uh, he also played a an airline pilot and a doctor. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> and many, many other. <laughs> an attorney. An attorney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, just a few few identities. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sure. But yeah, so basically, uh, Leonardo Di- DiCaprio's character falls in love with a woman from the Osage Nation, I believe. Yep. And, you know, all these murders are happening. And so there's, it kind of all comes to a head. And then that's when the FBI gets involved. Robert De Niro's in there, not as J. Edgar Hoover. But I don't know. It's It seems like it's going to be a very intense movie mm-hmm. very intense yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a very intense movie i feel like it's gonna be a bloodbath uh which that's what martin scorsese is good at though he's good at those types of movies and i'm all for this i think this looks fantastic i just wish it was an apple right right yeah it's it's gonna be on apple unfortunately um so, just as a heads up, writers for this movie, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Martin Scorsese, uh, it has David Gran, okay. who did stuff like The Old Man and the Gun from mm-hmm. 2018. Or no, he, so he, he like actually wrote the book. The, he wrote the book, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, okay. He wrote the, the New Yorker article, The Old Man and the Gun, mm-hmm. which was, um, I believe, Jeremiah Johnson himself. Robert Redford, where he basically goes and robs banks as an older man, like disguises himself as an older man than he is okay. to go rob rob banks. Oh wow, okay. Like I remember going to watch this one and I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It didn't get a lot of attention, but it's based off of a true story as well. So David Grant wrote the book that Killers of the Flower Moon is based off of Martin Scorsese wrote the screenplay along with Eric Roth. Okay. Who is known for writing or helping to write such things as Dune from hmm. 2021. Okay. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Hmm. The Insider from 1999. Okay. And Forrest Gump. Oh, that little movie. Okay. Yeah, just a few few little-known movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote the screenplay for A Star is Born. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Okay. Uh, Munich, Ali, the Horse Whisperer. Yeah, just a, a few, a few things that that he's written. Yeah, just a few. Yeah. Wow. Little hmm. little known stuff. Little known stuff. <laughs> okay. With a hundred and four nominations for different uh, awards and stuff. Uh, for like everything he's done over the yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. He won for Forrest Gump, and then he was nominated for The Insider, Munich, Curious Gifts of Benjamin Button, A Star is Born, Mank, and Dune. Hmm, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon. Looks like it will be very intense. It's a Scorsese. It has Leonardo DiCaprio. It has Robert De Niro. If that's your thing. Oh, it is definitely my thing. <laughs> uh, I will try to catch this one out. 
I, I'll try to catch this one, but I, again, I wish it wasn't Apple. Right, right. You should uh, really get your retribution on Apple here. <laughs> Speaking of our nice next segue. trailer, our next trailer is for uh, Retribution, which is the new Liam Neeson movie coming out here. This is just speed, man. <laughs> it's it's almost speed and taken. Yep, speed and taken if they had a baby. Uh, I, sh- I should say as well, Killers of, of the Flower Moon coming out in October. Okay. Uh, yeah, so basically, Liam Neeson is a bad man, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, who people feel have wronged them. Mm-hmm. And so they put a bomb in his car underneath the seats of himself and his kids. And if they get up, the bomb goes boom. Yep. And they're making him do a bunch of this stuff. To basically set him up, looks like. Yep. But then he goes Liam Neeson because they hurt his daughter. Yep. Rawr. You hurt my daughter. I will find you and I will kill you. Somebody wrote on here, 15 years later and everyone is still trying to mess with Liam Neeson's family. Nobody ever (laughs) learns about his particular set of skills. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean... It looks good. It looks like a good, you know, Liam Neeson action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a little bit better than what Ice Road or whatever it was. Yeah, it looks a lot better than his other ones that he's released recently. What was it? Yeah, uh, I know for the winter he had one, wasn't it? Um, oh, I don't remember what it was called, but I know twenty twenty one he did the Ice Road. Right, Ice Road. Um, and then... they're doing a, and, and they're doing a sequel. Yes, they are. Uh, he had one Blacklight? where he was Blacklight. That's it. Yeah. Because he also did Memory. I know he's had a couple come out since the pandemic. Yeah, and then Memory is the one where basically he's an assassin for hire, and he becomes a target because he refuses to complete a job. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Okay. And then Marlowe, where he played Philip Marlowe. In 30s Bay City, a brooding down on his luck detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. Hmm. I don't remember this one, honestly. It, sound, it sounds familiar, but I don't I don't remember seeing it. Hmm. Yeah, February 15th, 2023. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, that's right. He's doing the Naked Gun reboot. What? Oh, that's right. Liam Neeson is taking Leslie Nielsen's spot. <laughs> I like that. That that'll be good. Uh, okay, uh, but yeah, retribution. I mean, I kind I kind of it, it looks good, but like we said, it looks kind of like a a merger between Speed and Taken. Yep, another by the numbers action thriller by Liam Neeson. Right, right. Hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate. It is, but maybe he'll come out out of his slump soon. That's uh, I'm sorry, one second here. Yeah, that's the, that's the hope. But uh, you know, I really hope that he doesn't get a a complex because of all of this that's happening. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, it was a segue. It was a segue. <laughs> it was. It was good. I liked it. our next it. trailer, which is which is Napoleon. This is the Joaquin Phoenix Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I I do apologize. Uh, Retribution is august 25th coming out oh okay so not too long not too long 
uh, Napoleon trailer though with Joaquin Phoenix um, looks a lot better than I was thinking it was going to I did too I agree with that uh, again this is coming to Apple TV mm-hmm. oh and it will be in theaters as well which it I'm is an Apple about. TV movie but it will be coming to theaters okay uh, this looks again I, I keep saying this but it looks intense it looks like a, a kind of romantic action thriller mm-hmm. is that uh, yeah I, I feel like I don't know if that that well describes what I watched it, it does it looks very sexy it looks like it is gonna be very action-packed um it's going to show how mad of a person Napoleon was um I think this looks great yeah no I mean yeah we're gonna yeah. have we're gonna have Napoleon we're gonna have uh Josephine as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to kind of see the the fall of the French Empire I guess right. and the rise of Napoleon through the ranks to become the new emperor of France yep and then the fall of Napoleon. I'm guessing we're yep. going to see a little bit of that too. I'm sure we will. Yep. Uh, it looks it looks good. Like the the actual look of it is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll be able to see kind of his uh, military prowess, I guess you could say. Right. And how, like he was. Uh, well, they always say how good he was at war and all mm-hmm. this and that. So. What did he say at the end? Uh, one second. Here. Oh gosh. Yeah, where he says, I'm the first to admit when I make a mistake, I simply never do. <laughs> that sounds like Napoleon, all right. <laughs> right? Right? Yep. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it will be a a fun romp for Thanksgiving, which is when it will be coming out. Yes. Uh, like I said, directed by Ridley Scott, has Joaquin Phoenix in it. Mm-hmm. And it is a an original and personal look at Napoleon's origins and his his swift ruthless climb to emperor viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love josephine played by vanessa kirby okay so it looks like you might not get the ending possibly or they're just kind of you know teasing just the rise and then it'll be his fall as well where he was uh, they would show the fall you would think they would you would think you would think uh, and how he was exiled twice. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I really hope they show him meeting Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, a most excellent adventure. <laughs> it sure would. <laughs> Although for Napoleon, it might be a bogus journey. You never know. <laughs> That's true. It's, it, it'll be hard. It would be hard to tell with him. <laughs> But uh, that brings us to our next trailer that we had this week. And that was a new trailer for Dune Part 2. Oh, boy. Yeah, this looks good. Ah. (laughs) Ah, I am ready for this. I want this movie. This movie needs to be released. I I need to go back and rewatch the first one again because Mm. I have forgotten a lot of it. And... I think I need that refresher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we have just lines in this movie where it's like, you know, the the power to destroy a thing is the absolute control over it. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is coming right from the book. And, okay. Uh, 
and like how he's how he's scared about gaining power not because he can't control it but because he can mm-hmm. and like I mean we've said this before about the the first dune dune part one when it came out mm-hmm. it just looks really well done mm-hmm so well done uh, and like I I've never read the book I'm gonna be the first to admit that I never read the book right right but from what people are saying is that this feels like a not a a direct adaptation but an adaptation from somebody that completely understands the material mm-hmm. and like to be able to have people like myself who have never read the book be excited about a movie like this mm-hmm. is is something to say oh right exactly uh but i will also say that uh this is only part two of three there's going to be at least one more movie possibly going into another book really okay so it should be interesting we should get a lot more uh chani this movie mm-hmm. a lot more speaking parts from zendaya yep <laughs> instead of just you know like the last 15 minutes or something right <laughs> and get only like two sentences and that's about it exactly exactly uh i am i am ready for this movie i cannot wait until november 3rd i'm i am actually excited to actually watch this one in theaters yes because i watched the first one on hbo max yes exactly i watched it you know i had i have a decent sized tv it's not like crazy yeah. big but it, right. it's big and mm-hmm. you know a decent sound system for it and by sound system i mean sound bar but that's beside the point uh, <laughs> and like it was really good but i really wanted to watch it in the theaters mm-hmm. like a big bombastic just like big speakers just that warm just oh i i would i would love to watch this in imax me too oh man that that would be amazing like i would i would love to watch dune on a very big screen with an amazing sound system mm-hmm. like give me that sixty-five thousand watt sound system i would oh. be there for it just let just just have have that tim allen more power <laughs> <laughs> and here we have the here we have the uh the binford soundomatic 3000 <laughs> uh but that uh that does bring us into another sequel trailer that we have and that is for the nun 2 travis yeah this one is all you <laughs> uh so they they made a sequel to the nun i i'm 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 actually surprised well no i shouldn't say i'm not surprised but i guess i didn't think there would be another story to do it because i didn't know if there was any more story with the warrens to warrant another movie but apparently there was or they're just making a whole new story but i anyways um from what it looks like is that it's taking place later on in the like in the future with i know in the first movie uh Vera Farminga's daughter I can't remember her name but she played the nun in the first movie she plays a nun in this movie as well but I think she's a different character 
and but I think within the same lineage as that person, and she's Minga returns yeah. as Sister Irene. She's returning as Sister Irene. Okay, so she's coming back to battle the nun, or as she's known in the movie as Valak, and it looks this movie looks terrifying. The first <laughs> movie was was terrifying enough. This one, like, there's that scene where she, that girl is sticking her head in that tunnel, mm-hmm. and then it, she comes out and she's like, "That lady's just staring right at me," and she's looking at her friends, and then the arms come popping out of the hole. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, unless I have a very, very good reason, I am not going to go watch this. Just as a heads up, I don't know why you would have a good reason to go see this. <laughs> uh yeah it's probably right uh september but, 8th by the way oh okay so i guess we gotta find you a good reason by then good luck oh okay so you're saying there's a chance yeah. <laughs> but yeah i i don't know if i want to see this one yet or not i'm still on the fence i'm gonna have to see more but yeah. as of right now i'm like 50 50 Okay, okay. Um, and I mean, it does say that it's taking place in 1956 France. 1956 France, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think, when was the first one again? I couldn't remember. 1952. Okay. So not so long was, after. Yeah, it was released 19, or 2018, and now okay. this new one is just about four years later, so 1952 to 1956 makes sense. Okay. All right. Interesting. And then there was the whole magazine stand thing as well. Yeah, that... <laughs> they did that trick in, in in the first movie, too. And I knew what to expect. And then it still got me. It's like, oh, oh. This. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm 50-50 still. But I think it should be okay. How are you feeling about this next trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's? A new trailer that dropped. <laughs> this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I know we, we kind of talked about it before, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of lore just kind of behind Five Nights at Freddy's already, mm-hmm. just because it, it is like, I don't know, probably 13 games or something like that total. Yeah, and there's books. I had no idea there was books behind this. Yep. And there's just so much lore. Mm-hmm. But this movie looks like a lot of fun. And I like that they're not taking themselves seriously, which it makes it so that they're having a lot more fun. And I love that uh, Matthew Lillard is in it. He's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And Josh Hutcherson, he's Mm -hmm. fantastic. So Um, apparently there's a lot of Easter eggs in this as well. Okay. Oh, uh, by the way, all of the animatronics Mm -hmm. are like jim henson creature shop creations really yes that's awesome and so there's people inside those animatronics that's so cool they were built for real and uh oh what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else oh like there's there's a lot of easter eggs in this movie Mm -hmm. like just in the trailer itself uh but one of them is when he's going into the security office and there's the uh employee of the month wall Yep. A lot of the people on that wall are people who are known 
uh, like on YouTube and and just like streaming and stuff for playing the games. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So like people that played the games that you know kind of brought a lot of notoriety to the games with that mm-hmm. are up on that wall as like a little Easter egg and like a little thank you kind of thing as employees of the month. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And like like I said, there's there's a lot of lore that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I will not. I will tell you that I am not going to be a good uh, explainer of anything with any of that. But okay. if you want to take a look at it, it is out there. The truth okay. is out there. Ha! Ah. I want to believe. There's there's just a lot of it, and like people have full on breakdowns of the trailer, like almost frame by frame, just trying to figure out what all is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, which characters are showing up, which characters aren't showing up, you know, which kind of explanation of things they might be trying to go with, mm-hmm. just everything like that. It is it is crazy, but this trailer does look like a fun time at uh, Freddy, Fra- Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. Yes, it sure does. Hello, and welcome to Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. <laughs> Do you think you'll check this one out? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe. Just because okay. I've kind of already know a lot about the the lore and kind of everything that goes along with it. We'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, if it would make you feel any better, we could have a watch party. <laughs> it might. It might. All right. Maybe. Cool. We'll see. Have some we'll brewskis. There you go. There you go. There, exactly. So... Uh, let's see here. This one, uh, is going to be October 27th. Okay. Just in time for Halloween. Just barely sneaking be, in there. Right. And that'll be on theater, in theaters and on Peacock, right? Uh, I'm not sure. This one is, is coming from Blumhouse, so I'm not sure. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can figure that out. Yep. So Five Nights at Freddy's will be in theaters and on Peacock on October 27th. Cool. Okay. Good deal. Huh. What? Sorry, I'm just kind of looking here. So the week before is when Killers of the, of the Flower Moon come out. Uh-huh. Um, and But then on the same day as Five Nights at Freddy's, there's Saw X coming out. <laughs> Saw 10. Yes. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Sure. Let's go with that. But that is our last trailer of the night or day. There's a lot of them this week. Or evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're watching or, it. Or month, because it felt like it took... No, I'm just joking. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we did have two weeks. We sure did, yeah. We did. So we had a few more trailers drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that brings us to the movies that are premiering this week, which, uh, if you want to hear them, you should uh, visit us at Facebook, or Facebook.com slash thing or on Twitter and Instagram, at MoviesAreThing, no spaces, dash, slash, anything like that, at thing. Come on by and say hi to talk about the movies that are premiering this week. And the first one that we have <laughs> uh, is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet to track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity before it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake and dark forces from Ethan's past closing in, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than his mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. 
IMDB is sitting at an 8.2 out of 10. Rotten oh. Tomatoes is sitting at a 98% certified fresh. Oh my god. And Metacritic is sitting at an 82 Metacritic must-see. It's doing well. Oh my goodness gracious. It, it is doing well. And that is a 98% certified fresh Rotten Tomato score with 190 reviews out. Wow. I should say this one is releasing on Wednesday as well. It is. So Wednesday the 12th is when this one is releasing. Trying to get a few more days in IMAX before Oppenheimer takes over. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then Metacritic, uh, like I said, has an 82. Let's see if it changed. Oh, sorry. An 81 now. Okay. It just changed uh, with 51 positive reviews and two mixed reviews. Okay. So basically anything below a 70 is a mixed review. Uh, and like below, I want to say 50 is like a negative review. Mm -hmm. But anything above 70 is a positive review. 70 or 75, I don't remember what it is, uh, okay. is a positive review. Gotcha. Let me see here if I can figure this out. So, oh, I, I take that back. It, anything 60 or below is a mixed review. Gotcha, okay. Above 60 is a positive review. Mm -hmm. So basically above 3 out of 5. Gotcha, all right. But there is a lot of 80s, a lot of ni or a few 90s, a few 100s, a lot of 80s. Wow. A few 75s, a few 70s, a few 63s, and then a couple 60s. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Any that you want to hear from? Like RogerEbert.com? Let's hear from Roger D. Let's hear from Roger Ebert. RogerEbert.com uh, reviewer Brian Tallarico gave it an okay. 88. Okay. Dead Reckoning Part 1 is just incredibly fun. It feels half its length and contains enough memorable action sequences for some entire franchises. Wow. Which, with a movie that is, what, two hours and 43 minutes? Jeez. Is saying something. Yeah, no kidding. That's a long movie, too. Wow. Whew. And it feels half its running time. That's awesome, though. <laughs> Whenever wow. it gets down to the business of making Tom Cruise run and jump and drive and fly in and out of things, Dead Reckoning manages to astonish. <laughs> so I mean, this series, it, it just keeps getting better with the more they go. I was going to say, like, with the, I'm just looking to see if I can find just the Mission Impossible series in general. One, two, mm -hmm. three, four, five, six. Is this number seven? Yeah. Yes. So... Uh, Mission Impossible 2 is the lowest. Uh, Mission Impossible 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mission Impossible 2 56 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 3 is 71. Ghost Protocol is 93 certified fresh. Rogue Nation is 94 certified fresh. Uh, Fallout is 97 certified fresh. And Dead Reckoning Part 1 is 98% certified fresh. Okay. So they're just going up, up, up. Yeah. And this is like n not even a complete movie. This is part one. No, wow. <sighs> I'm so excited to see this. This is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. See, uh, see Tom Cruise at his Tom Cruisiest. Tom Cruise runs like a champ. Yep, he does. So, uh, that brings us to our next movie, though. <laughs> and this movie is Theater Camp, which is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. Amos and Rebecca Diane are lifelong best friends and drama instructors at a rundown camp in upstate New York. 
when clueless tech bro Troy arrives to run the property into the ground, Amos, Rebecca Diane, and production manager Glenn band to get together with the staff and students to stage a masterpiece and keep their beloved summer camp afloat. IMDb has this one at a 7.3 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 80%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 65. This is reviewed a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Not gonna lie. Uh, I will agree with that. Um, this is the one that we talked about before with uh, Ben Platt and right. Molly Gordon and Jimmy Tatro as the yep. tech bro Troy. Mm-hmm. Where, honestly, to me, it just looks like a fun time. Yeah, this one... Uh, yeah, you didn't like it, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It looks fun. It looks fun. It looks funny. It looks like a like a heartfelt movie so mm-hmm. if 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 you just you know hate feel-good movies and you know and just want theater camps to to get run into the ground and and like seeing like seeing children crying and not being able oh, to co- enjoy their oh, summers come on. <laughs> oh come on now wow <laughs> You must have really went to theater camp. <laughs> you, you must have really went to theater camp because that drama was <laughs> off the charts. Never went to camp for one day in my life. <laughs> like I said, if you if you like kicking puppies and making children cry, and the Oscar goes too. Thank you, thank you. You love me. You really, you love, really me. love me. <laughs> Bringing it back to Jim Carrey. Yep. Um. I don't know. I think it looks really good. It doesn't doesn't really seem like your cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, you would think it would be my cup of tea, but this one just I don't know, it doesn't speak to me. Okay. Okay. I will I will let you know what you're missing. Maybe. Please we'll see. do. Please do. I don't we'll see how it all goes. All right. <laughs> but that brings us to our last movie for the, that is releasing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, Theater Camp is releasing on Friday, and so is this movie, uh, Bird Box Barcelona, which I could not find a rating for, but it will be releasing on Netflix. Uh, after a mysterious force decimates the world's population, Sebastian must navigate his own survival journey through the desolate streets of Barcelona. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 50%, and Metacritic did not have a score as well. So, you might be surprised. I haven't seen the first one. What? Right? I am too. Um, so, I have really no interest in seeing this until I see the first one. Um, but I might do that this weekend, so we'll see. Okay. Okay. After going to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? Exactly. Right. That's top of the list. <laughs> uh... We'll see how it all goes. Sounds good to me. I have no interest in watching this one. I know you don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is that is that is our last movie of the week. Travis, did you have anything else you wanted to say about any of them? Uh, I've got nothing. Well then, make sure you visit us at Facebook or at facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No space, that's just anything like that. At movies are a thing. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movies are a thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. Travis, do you have anything else you want to say? I've got nothing. Well, then I do believe that it is about that time. (laughs) Here it comes. Cue the outro.
Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Where are you going? Where are you going? Goose. Gustav. He was laying down. Where are you going? Hmm? Oh. He says hi. <laughs> hey, Goose. <laughs> Cat hair. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Know what I mean, Vern? way for an earnest reference and we went there we did you know what i mean Vern? <laughs> and i haven't watched any of those movies ever <laughs> they're so good okay i can't say that they're good they were good when you're younger right um they're I, I, they're just fun to watch they're nostalgia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely some are definitely better than others yep Yep. I mean, like, I don't remember too many of the earnest ones. Mm-hmm. I, mainly because I I honestly didn't watch them all that much. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I still, you know, still get the, still get some of the references. Yeah. <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> I still think the best is Ernest Goes to Camp. Mm-hmm. And then... Probably Ernest goes to jail, and then after that would be Ernest scared stupid, and then after that they kind of started to fall off. <laughs> so the three that were in theaters. Oh, weird how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if stuff gets direct to video, it's not necessarily all that good. Although there is there is uh some diamonds in the rough with ones that either go straight to video or almost go straight to video. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, there's, there's like Toy Story two, and there's, uh, there's. Okay. Boner. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got all of that. Uh, which speaking of Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a picture going around too of Ben Affleck with his daughter that he had with Jennifer Garner, is like a clone of jennifer garner sure I, i'm sure <laughs> like looks exactly like a a younger jennifer garner in glasses <laughs> it, it is crazy how much they look alike <laughs> trailer trailer reno trailer rama making <laughs> copies <laughs> the trailer meister the trailer we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But then we also have. Oh, sorry, one second here. There it goes. There it goes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Okay. Well, howdy ho, neighborino. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Uh, that's a good question. Oh, I thought you would already had that up. Sorry. (laughs) No, no worries.
We got it. We're, we're getting it. We're getting it. Uh, that doesn't help me. When does the nun take place? Um. Uh, but yeah, it... Oh, you know what I could do? Is I could just go over here. And go here. And then we'll go to October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. So you know what really sucks about this, uh, about the 4th of July weekend, though? What's that? Saturday. Oh, yeah? I went out to go swimming, right? Uh-huh. And, like, we get out there, you know, we, we literally drive out, drive out to the spot that we're anchoring at. It's a small lake. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of space. Sure. Or not a lot. Of, and it doesn't take us very long to get there. Jump right in, you know, just have a blast, get out, and I'm, you know, sitting on the boat for just a little bit. I put on sunscreen, and we're on the boat for just a little bit, and then we head back in. Yep. And then the next day, I'm red as a lobster on my shoulders. Oh, no. <laughs> like, painful sunburn, red as a lobster. Sure. So for the rest of the weekend, I stay inside. Unless it's oh, night no. out. Oh, no. Aw. Except for, like, Monday. Monday, right. I did go out fishing and caught myself a mm. fish. So that was fun. Nice. Nice. But, yeah. It was like, okay, I'm going to stay in the shade or inside. Thank you very much. And yeah, like we had aloe, so I got aloe and stuff. And it was just, it, like I said, a week later, it's finally like basically done peeling now. Mm -hmm. But it took like a week and I still have, you know, like the last little pieces. And it's like, oh my God, sure. kidding me. I just want to be done. Oh, the peel stage is the best stage. It is, except for when like you're trying to like you scrub it off. And then That's it's just true. like raw skin underneath, and then it yeah, hurts. I will agree with that. And then it's like ouchies, 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 papa. No, <laughs> papa, papa, <laughs> papa, papa. I got a boo boo. It's not my fault that I'm just really, 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 really ridiculously good looking. Good looking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of fun stuff. There. Oh, you know it. Uh, yeah. So, um, I got nothing. Aw, no. It's what I do. It's what I do, and it's, it's what, what I, I do. Best. It's what I do. And it's how I do, and what I do, and how I do. Mhm. Mm yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Uh, hey, it's sixty-nine. It's yeah. my yeah. 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 <laughs> Mockingbird. Everybody, everybody have, have, you, have you heard? Hey, it's 69 degrees out. Nice. Nice. Oh, man. All right. I should probably get going so I can get to sleep and actually be productive at work tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. All right, you have yourself a good night, man. You too. Right, goodbye now. All right. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.